What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. Austin, buddy, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about you? I'm tired, to be honest with you. I got a full week ahead of me. <laughs> oh, shit, I don't want to do. It's mostly work. But, oh, you know what? I'm going to just dive right into this story. Let me ask you a question. What is your biggest pet peeve? And there's a reason for this. I got a story attached to it. But People who say library. Like, library. Like, what the hell? I'm going to the library. Maybe you should pick up a dictionary while you're there, goddammit. It is spelled, because it's pronounced library. Mine is when I tell someone I'm thirsty and they give me food. And this is why, all right? The other day I was reminded of this shit because I had no money. I was broke. I'm at work. A co-worker of mine is like, what's for lunch? And I was like, I'm not even thinking about it because I'm thirsty. He's like, oh, do you want me to... Watch for you. So he goes, no, I'm broke. I'm just going to drink some fountain water. He's like, oh, I'll get you something. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. You know, like, I'm not going to say no. But it's when he's going. So it takes a while. It takes like probably right. three hours from there. I had like a few sips of this nasty fountain water while I waited. Finally goes to the store. Comes back. He's got three separate drinks. And some sandwiches. Gives me a sandwich. Gives me some chips. And then walks away. And I was like, well... My uh, oh, I forgot. I'm sorry, yeah. This is my espresso for later. It's like some Starbucks shit, it's nasty. This is my monster energy drink for tonight, and then this is my soda. And I was like, Well, what the fuck? (laughs) He's like, I thought you were hungry. I was like, I'm fucking thirsty, dude. What's this gonna do for me? I was so mad. I'm sitting there like, I'm gonna have dry ass mouth now when I eat. Well, sure enough, pissed me off. That, and then there's another one. I don't like people that say, um, What's it called? Uh, when someone says, for example, they're trying to tell you about a movie or a book, and like, oh, it's a film that centers around. That annoys me because you can't center around something. Like, what the fuck? You can say, like, it's about or it takes place. Another one, my last one. People that say, I am 110% positive. <laughs> like, that's fucking retarded. What do you mean 110%? You mean 100 What the That makes me mad. And so people know this stuff about me. And they're like, hey, man, uh, we'll go to the store. We'll buy sodas. I'm like, okay, cool. How much is it going to cost? Literally a dollar nine. I'm like, oh, after taxes, we get out. I'm like, are you positive? I'm 110% positive. (laughs) like, are you fucking serious? And it's a mistake if I ask them, are you 100% positive? They're like, no, 110% positive. (laughs) That shit makes me mad. Oh, fuck. Aside from that, oh, man, I already mentioned it before the show. About the whole shutter thing. I was so happy, dude. I'm like a child because this is my favorite time of the year. Fall, Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. You already know this. The fans know this because we did that Halloween special last year. We're probably going to do another one this month. But I'm not going to release it on Halloween. I learned my lesson the hard way last time. That wasn't smart. Everybody's out drinking. So it's going to come a few days before that. But that being said, Halloween to me is like... It's like Christmas. I love it. But people love Christmas. What day do you like or not like, holiday-wise? It could be any fucking day. Like, I'll tell you right now, I absolutely hate Memorial Day. You hate Memorial Day? Yeah. How can you hate Memorial Day? I understand what it represents, and I totally agree. I hate that motherfuckers don't work, but I have to. I'm like, (laughs) what the hell? That's the one day that most people, I'm sure, do work. Right? Well, everywhere I've been... Insecurity, 
we work, they don't. <laughs> that shit makes me mad. So I hate Memorial Day now because of it. Um, I, I don't hate Christmas. But I hate <laughs> Christmas season. Yeah, it's expensive. It's horrendous. Not to mention, most people don't know. In it's, January. Well, actually, you go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you this little secret. Christmas doesn't start until December. Right. You can sing Christmas songs December 1st. Right. Not before. No, yeah. And Christmas ends on the 25th. My wife does this shit, dude. Mm-hmm. After Halloween, so November 1st, she's like, it's Christmas time. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sit back down. Shut up. Yeah, it's not time. And they start playing fucking Christmas music right before Halloween on the radio. It pisses me off. I'm like, you guys are way ahead of yourselves. You should wait a little bit. We still have two whole um, freaking... dude. Well, not to mention people like to put their Christmas trees up November 1st. That's what my wife likes to do. I hate that, dude. Like, it's not the putting it up part that bothers me. I mean, that does suck, but it's the whole, like... Are we going to forget about Thanksgiving? We have a whole... We have a tradition in my family where the day after Thanksgiving, Grandma puts the Christmas tree up. Yeah. Every day after Thanksgiving. That's when you're supposed to. But it's after Thanksgiving. Not before, yeah. Mm. So this little secret I learned. I learned this when I was younger and I was stupid enough to go to Black Friday. All that shit is going to be the same price or cheaper in January. I'm still dumb enough to go Black Friday. See, the reason I do it is because it's simple. Where else in any time of the year are you going to find an Xbox for like two, three hundred bucks? Right. So I'm like, I get it. I get the appeal. It just sucks that they keep doing it on Thanksgiving or the day after. It's and, like, dude, and, fuck that. And Black Friday is cool. But Cyber Monday is right. where I make most of my purchases. Right, because it's shit that most people don't want, but it's shit you want. Like movies, right? I love movies, but it shows not a lot of movies get bought on Black Friday. So you go back Cyber Monday, or you even go back literally like the next week. It's all still there. $9, all seasons of Son of a- Sounds of Anarchy. Like, shit that nobody buys, and I'm like, I want that. You go, to Best, you go to Best Buy and get all 42 seasons oh, yeah, of Full House or whatever. Full House. <laughs> I love Bob Saget. No, like, I love Full House, but I don't like Fuller House. I tried watching it with Chanel. And uh, it's not the same It's kind of trash. Yeah, well, I get that they were like, we're going to make it a passing of the torch thing, but I was like... It's super cringy. That sucks. Yeah, and it's too modern. Like, I really think they should have kept up with, like, not necessarily the time frame, but it should have been the same type of humor. Not try to adapt to today's society. Because, let's face it, today's society is not fun. It's not funny. That's why I'm worried about movies like uh, when they do another South Park movie. I'm like, I don't think that's really going to work. Because they have gone down a little bit. It's still funny. They push the envelope, but there are standards and practices now that studios allow and don't allow. Right. And so I'm afraid they're going to be like, okay, we won't make fun of gay people anymore because of this reason. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. You started. You need to finish. Or Beavis and Butthead. Mike Judge said he's bringing them back and he's going to make them take place in today's society so he can find things to make fun of. I'm like, yeah, but what are you going to make fun of? You can't make fun of anything. Mike Judge. We need a King of the Hell reboot. So here's what the, what's happening with that. This really actually upsets me. I wanted it too. You know what they're going to do? It's a reboot, but it's about Bobby. And it's going to be redone. So it's not going to be the same animation. It's all going to be updated. Okay. That kind of sucks because 
it'll look good, yes, but that's not the same thing. It doesn't have the same feeling. And I guess some of the voice actors aren't going to be back. So there's characters that won't be there. Like, Boom Hauer's not going to be back. Which isn't a total loss, but it's a big character. Right. And I always forget his name. The conspiracy there is Dale, right? He won't be in it either. Well, Mike Judge is the voice of Dale. He is, but he said that it's going to be more centered. Here we go without centered around. It's going to be about Bobby and his friends. Hank will be in it, but it's not. It's going to be another passing of the torch. And I hate that. I'm like, no, nah, just fucking go back. Because that show doesn't really age. It's like South Park in the sense that they're still fifth graders the entire time. I think they start out as third graders. And right now, after 24 seasons or whatever, they're fifth graders. Oh, shoot. Mike Judge and Mike and Greg were asked about plans for a King of the Hill reboot. And they said, um, uh, got together a couple of years ago and came up with a reboot for King of the Hill. At the time, I think the Fox didn't want it to go ahead with it. At that level, probably deserved and thought it would be excited just to order it. Currently, there's no plans for King of the Hell reboot. What? But Mike and Greg have a vision for what they look like to look like, and they seem fairly interested in bringing it back. At that moment, there at this moment, there's no plan for a reboot. Damn! So they're not even going to move forward. The studio was sold to Disney now, I guess. So it would be a Disney show, I think, in the future. Uh. But we do have a plan for it, and it's pretty funny. So maybe one day, Greg told comicbook.com in March. If they do it. If Beavis and Butthead are able to make a comeback, so the hell... So as hell is Hank Hill, goddammit. Right. Like, Beavis and Butthead did make a comeback in, like, the late 2000s. But it was, like, one season. I don't know what happened with that. I know that it made a lot of... Uh, it had a lot of positive views. It had some good... Um, you know, episode had a good run. I think that they realized kids don't watch MTV that much anymore. Right. So, how do they compete with that? Because it was coming out before Jersey Shore, after Jersey Shore, and nobody was really interested. But they still had pretty good numbers, and for some reason it didn't continue. I thought they were as funny as they could ever be. Like, they were probably funnier than their, their original run. And the original run, I think, was only a couple of years anyway. Right. But it's so legendary, it's like, damn, you got to bring it back, at least try to go longer than a year. But not if you're going to tone it down. Like, if anything, they need to up the stakes. When they brought them back, they were finally allowed to say shit and bitch a little bit. Oh, but they are apparently in negotiations with Disney Studios. Right. Hmm. If they do it, though, Disney cannot tell them to tone it down. Well, this is Dis- Disney's going to be like, oh, yo, um, we're not making a TV show. Yeah, we're, we're making a Disney Plus series. Do whatever the hell you want. I would hope so. Or like a, you know, like a movie or something. I don't know. Fuck. I know that Amazon owns the rights to the, the Jack Ryan or whatever it is. The one with the dude from The Office. Apparently that may go to Disney as well. Which won't be a bad thing because you've seen that Disney is good at doing action movies. That's an action series. Right. So that could be a good thing. Or what about the possibilities of Disney owning 007? That might be cool. Who owns... Horror uh, Brothers owns that. Or is it... I think that's... Uh, I think that's Paramount. I don't really know, to be honest with you. I've seen all of them. I love them. I'm a big sucker for those movies. 
the thing is, I don't like what they're doing with it, and I don't like that there's talk about a female James Bond. Which is where I yelled at all the time, but I'm like, why would you fuck up something traditional? You can't do James... You can, um, MGM um, has this stuff for right. James Bond. But you can't do a female James Bond. Yeah, it won't work. Because, because here's the thing. James Bond is popular because he kicks everybody's butt... And he sleeps with whatever girl he wants That's to. what made him a big deal. Yeah, okay. he, was the, he a, was the charming spy. A girl that sleeps with any man she wants to is just a hoe. <laughs> She's not a, that's not impressive. She's double, triple nine or some <laughs> shit. Like, here's the only way that it could work. If they expanded the universe. So let's say they did do a spinoff movie with a female James Bond, but she's a different agent number, right? But they kept James Bond going and didn't just go, this is the new James Bond if they did something like that, I think people would be interested. I'm probably not going to watch it, just because there's so many of these fucking movies already. I get excited when it's once every two, three years. That's all I need. That is why I like them, because it's like once every couple of years we get one. I don't like when franchises do movie after movie, show after show. It's like it gets old after a while. So I'm probably not going to watch it if they did do a female version. I'm also not excited about the fact that Daniel Craig is leaving. I actually got used to him. I like him, but he's old now. So, you know, that's kind of the golden rule is after a couple of movies, they switch it up. And I wouldn't mind Idris Elba as Not me either. Bond. I think he'd be awesome. He'd be really cool. But That part don't bother me at all. I'm like, you know, you could change the color, but he is... They never said that he was a white man, but he was a British man. And he's always been white, so... Hence why he's still... And like, him being white is not a core piece of his character. Right, they can make him so black. So making him black, making him Hispanic, making him even Asian... <laughs> Hispanic. Does not... I am... James Wan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if they freaking... The thing is, if you made him those, it doesn't break, his, break, the, break who he is as a character. Right. But him being a man is Crucial. a core piece of his yeah. character... If you change that, you break him as a character. It yeah, makes you him end up. not. James Bond has to be a man because that's part of his character. Yeah, that's what makes him kind of interesting too. He's that charismatic. He's that charming, mysterious spy, and that's what's cool about it. These movies are still corny, though. That's the problem. But how do you make a spy interesting without right. being corny? So that's the that's the part that sucks. The villains have been awesome. I haven't seen the new one because I don't think it came out yet. I think they still pushed it back. No Time to Die, or what the fuck's it called? Yeah, whatever that newest one that's coming out, like, next month. It's the last one with Daniel Craig, which, like I said, that sucks, because I got used to him. But then again, I liked Pierce Bronson. The reason why is that he was my James Bond. That was my childhood James Bond. Just like people that grew up watching it, like Sean Connery and the other guy, I always forget his, Roger Moore. Those were all good, too. Hands down, the best one's the first one in the movie series, uh, Sean Connery, but... Pierce Bronson was my favorite because of the fact that I grew up off of it. So to me, that was James Bond. Daniel Craig I got used to, and I thought he was a whole lot better. And the mysterious... He had like a darker take to it. Yeah. That's what I liked. There was another guy that did, had that too in the 90s. He only did one of them, I think. It was right before Pierce Bronson took over. He did a dark take too. And that was when they were going through like a battle of who was going to own the rights to it or whatever. And for whatever reason, I don't think it really went anywhere. There is, however... The, it's the one called uh, Never Say Never something with Sean Connery that was his official last one that was not done by the studio so it doesn't count in the universe that one's actually probably one of the best ones though because it's it breaks the, the golden rule which was 
Bond never ages. So this one's about Sean Connery being a Bond who's like late 40s, kind of wearing himself down. I liked that, and I wish they would do that. Bond never ages. Batman never ages. Fucking, what, what's it? Jason Bourne never ages. They, they have little takes on it, but it's never continuous. It's always like a different right. series or whatever. I wish they would kind of do that at this point with James Bond, make him age. So put someone old as shit in there. <laughs> like, why not keep Daniel Craig and they could see him as a grandpa? Because I think he's like 50 now. So he, he's pretty fucking old. He's past that time where they got to let him go. But besides it yourself, I think the next good Bond would be um, the actor that played the recent Superman or Army Hammer. But that's not going to happen because Army Hammer is apparently a cannibal. So Daniel his, Craig is 53. Right. He's past where they're like, you need to give it up. Which sucks. They always want someone young. Tom Cruise is 60? Mm-hmm. He don't look 60, though. You can see the wrinkles in his face, but he don't look 60. And I'm glad you brought Tom Cruise up. Because you know what I'm mad about? It's been like three fucking years now since Top Gun 2 has been released. Or it hasn't been released, I should say. They keep pushing it back for different reasons. The biggest one was in the commercial, Maverick is wearing the fighter jet jacket. And it has China's fucking flag on it. And people flipped. They fucking flipped. And I totally understand why. It's, it's not supposed to be on there. But you got to remember this is a studio that's owned by that market at this point. They know where the money is. I was about to say, did that not, that that's coming out this year, right? Yeah. Finally. We have a expected um, release May 27th. So what... Year was it filmed? Because it's been out for a while. I'm pretty sure that was like 2019 we were supposed to get it. Well, it says the original re- release date was supposed to be 2020. Right, it's been a fucking while. Is another saying May 2022. Fuck me. I don't know if I'm going to keep interest that long. Yeah, May 27th, 2022. My issue is just the fact that there's all these issues all these problems with this movie it almost makes you wonder if it's not worth seeing anytime a movie goes through all this like development hell or release hell it's almost like it's telling you something like don't do it I want to see it because I love Top Gun and I don't think it get any worse from there Miles Teller is in it like that's going to be cool everybody is in it basically why not see it right but you hear about all these stories and you're like well is it even worth it right or like I've said before I, I kind of have an issue when they go to streaming services because I wonder if it's going to be any good if it wasn't good enough for a movie. But now it's become kind of standard. They go to Paramount Plus or <clears throat> HBO or, you know, Peacock, whatever. Because Peacock's trying to get in on it, too, with Halloween Kills. And then they had released Boss Baby, the second one. Netflix has been doing it for a while. Hulu's been doing it as well, where they produce their own shit. But it scares me a little bit. Granted, there are some good movies, though. Did you... I don't think you watched it because I don't know if you'd find any interest in it, but The Irishman, the Martin Scorsese movie about Jimmy Hoffa and all that, that was an awesome movie. I was worried about it going to Netflix. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. I watched it, dude. It felt just like watching Goodfellas all over again. Amazing movie. Problem with it, three and a half hours. (laughs) That was a long fucking movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I sat down and said, okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch this. Everybody told me to watch it. 
three hours. Fuck. I got stuff to do. I yeah, up, dude. I stopped. Didn't watch it. I had to watch it in chapters. I was like, all right, first hour up, next hour. And then I, I've seen it like four times now. But I loved it because you had Al Pacino, De Niro, and Joe Pesci all on one screen for the first time in history. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool as shit. De Niro and Pacino have been on screen before, like twice. Once, if you count Heat, because the second movie they did together, Righteous Kill, was shitty. <clears throat> the first one they did, Godfather Part 2, doesn't count because they don't share any screen time together. Right. Have you ever seen the movie Heat? A long, 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 Dude, long, long time ago. One of the greatest like scenes of all time is when they're in the diner staring each other down. It's the infamous moment before shit gets real. It's that moment of, like, this is going to go this way, and we both know it. Is there any chance we can prevent that from happening? It's just not going to happen. It's one of the greatest scenes of all time. And how weird is it that De Niro's the bad guy in the movie and Pacino's the good guy? Pacino's proven he can play both roles, but so is De Niro. So it was kind of odd that they went that route, but it, now if you watch it in retrospect, it's, like, perfect. It's fitting. I love mafia movies. I wish they would do more of them. Speaking of which fucking Friday I watched The Many Saints of Newark the fucking Sopranos movie I'm not totally sure how I feel about it right now after watching it once I'm gonna watch it again from the one time I watched it though I did enjoy it I thought it was a pretty good movie the reason it's weird for me is because it does not feel like a Sopranos movie or show whatever you do need to watch the Sopranos to understand who the characters are right but there are no original actors in it Uh, one actor that played a character in the series, returns to do a voiceover, basically. He, like, narrates it a little bit. That part's cool. A little useless. But, basically, it's about the early years of Tony Soprano. And not really, actually. It's about... and So, in the show, The Sopranos, Tony Soprano is pretty much kind of grooming his nephew to be a made man. This show, or this movie, is about how his nephew's dad was Tony Soprano's, like, guardian in a sense. We don't really see much of Tony Soprano's father. We see a little bit. He's violent. He's like the rest of them. But it's more about Uncle... Uh, God, I can't remember his fucking name already. The actor that played him was really good, though. It's more about him than anything. Tony Soprano's, like, barely in it. But it leads up to the events of him saying, okay, this is going to be mine one day. And that's pretty much what it's about. And it takes place during the riots in, um, God, what year was that? I think it was the 50s or 60s, but it's the riots where the black community is tired of being treated like shit, and so they start rioting. Right. But that brings a rivalry between the mafia and the black gangs. So that plays like a, a central part of the movie, but it's also a movie where there's not a lot going on. You got to go into this and turn your brain off and not think of it as a soprano spinoff. It has Soprano characters in it, but it's not a Soprano story like it says. It's marketed incorrectly. I liked it. It's not long at all. It's like two hours, which is really short for a Mafia movie. Right. My issue, though, is besides uh, Ray Liotta or Liotta, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, he plays the uncle's father, who the uncle kills right in the beginning. He just fucks him up by accident and then just kills him. But then he's in the rest of the movie in like, uh, scenes where... The character knows he's dead, but he's, like, talking to him in a sense. So it's kind of cool. It works out. But besides him, there's, like, nobody in there that's a famous mafia actor. These are all actors that are, like, 
regular actors. Right. Nobody important. Except for the person that plays Uncle Junior. Uncle Junior is a very big character in the series. He's kind of like the one character that's like, I should probably kill my nephew. And Tony Soprano originally finds out about it. The kicker here is Uncle Junior kills the nephew's uncle in this movie, which Tony Soprano doesn't know. Not until he gets older and then you got the show. The actor that played him, though, is actually a good actor. I can't remember his name, but I do remember him from this movie called This Is Where I Leave You. Did you ever see that comedy piece? No, I didn't see that one. Uh, He's in that. He plays the older brother. That movie is about these group of siblings that have to get together because their dad just passed and the mom wants to hold a... um, What's that called when you're Jewish? You don't eat for like... You don't do anything for a couple days. You just sit there. Like a fast? It's something like that, yeah. Like, they can still eat and shit, but they can't leave. But none of them are Jewish. The dad was, like, half Jewish. But they're all sitting there, and he's the older brother. He's the only one that really has his shit together. The rest of them are all just falling apart. I'm trying to remember his name, but he was good in that movie. But, yeah, he's, like, the only actor I noticed in that movie. The main character that plays the, um... That plays Tony's uncle... He, believe it or not, here's the kicker. He played the character of Bill from Jurassic Park 3. Remember the one that gets picked up by the fucking pterodactyl? Yeah. The dumbass that steals the eggs? Yeah, that's the motherfucker that plays the uncle in this. And I didn't know that he was at all famous. I thought he was just in that. (laughs) So that's a learning experience. Um, There is another actor I noticed in there. You saw the Punisher reboot? Yes. The actor that played the Punisher, John, or... Yeah, whatever it is he plays Tony Soprano's dad and so he's always he's the same guy in everything I've seen basically but he's good at it I love him in The Walking Dead he was in the first like season or two and he kind of turns out to be a piece of shit basically that's what he is in this movie it was good but I gotta watch it again to really decide how I feel about it because I'm very sensitive with The Sopranos to me The Sopranos is the greatest one of the greatest TV shows of all time so that we get that, that's cool, but I think people are rushing into it, thinking it's going to be a Sopranos type of movie, and it's not. It has Soprano characters in it, but it's not really a Sopranos movie. It's not any worse than the Gotti film they did with John Travolta. That movie sucked. Yeah, dude, I watched it one night because I got a free coupon. Do you remember when 7-Eleven was doing those little coupons free movie night yeah. for Redbox? I went to Redbox, and I was like, what? Oh, they made a John Gotti movie? And I got excited. I watched it, and I was like, dude, this movie is bad. Like, I have to look up the <laughs> fucking story on this. Turns out they've been trying to make it for years. John Travolta was being a pain in the ass. And then no studio really wanted to use it. Because they, I think they just knew it was going to suck. But they finally found a studio that specializes in straight-to-DVD movies. And that's what this was. I thought it went to theaters, and apparently it didn't even get a... I think it did, like, a limited screening or whatever, but it didn't even, like, go to a regular-ass theater. So I watched it. That was terrible. I never thought that there would be such thing as a horrible mafia movie until I saw that. And John Travolta's real-life uh, spouse plays John Gotti's wife in the movie, too, so it doesn't get any worse than that. Well, actually, I'm wrong. It does. It is a fucking terrible movie. Oh, my God. I just pulled that freaking movie up, and the number one thing is um, a picture of... John Travolta in the worst old man makeup I've ever seen right. in my entire life. And it has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so fucking horrible, dude. And it has a 24 on Metacritic. 
and a 4 out of 10 <laughs> on IMDb. That movie was destined to fail, though. It had no good director, no good script. Nothing about it was good. John Travolta as Gotti was a terrible decision, too. I understand why they did it, but he was a terrible decision. There's plenty of other actors you could have picked. Damn. Another shitty mafia movie. Did you ever see the Josh Trank movie, Capone? Oh, and you got to hear this this review. Huh. This review of this movie. Travolta's performance isn't lousy, but the movie that surrounds it is, and it's almost laughable to see this iconic star try so hard. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's bad. You watch and you're like, this looks like a serious TV movie. This looks like something, it's so bad that you can see the editing. Like, the beginning scene, they cut into, the, you know, they're going across New York, the bridge. That It looks like they literally took it off of a computer and filmed it with a camcorder. It looks like shit. And John Travolta's been doing straight-to-DVD movies now for a while. Most people don't know that, but he has. And I guess you wouldn't call it DVD anymore. It's now straight-to-digital or streaming, right. whatever. So that's actually not a bad market, because, again, a lot of movies are going there. But it looks so shitty. This was something that you'd pick up at a $5 bin at a fucking gas station. It was fucking horrendous. I don't even think I finished it. No, because it was a movie where there was nothing going on, too. That's a lot of mafia movies. It's more just like an anthology series of different shit. And I'm watching it and I'm like, dude, I would much rather watch Mobsters, which is another famous movie for being horrible. <laughs> like that one had Christian Slater in it. That says something. But um, Josh Trank, the guy that did, I think I mentioned this before in a few episodes back. He's the director of Fan Stick. Right. And Chronicle. Chronicle I actually liked. That was a good one. Fantastic Four sucked. Some other movies he's done have all sucked. He did Capone. This movie, you would think, is about Al Capone. It is and it isn't. It's about an Al Capone with chlamydia and possibly dementia. So the whole time it's him shitting himself. Yeah, look this up and see the fucking... It has Tom Hardy in it? Yeah, it's Tom Hardy. You would think it'd be great. It's not. And Kyle Lachlan and Matt Dillon? Matt Dillon's like hardly anyone interesting in it, too. And I love Matt Dillon. He's a great actor. I don't give a fuck about him in that Aside movie. Party's full-on commitment, Capone seems too dramatically dull and laborious to support its ambition as a submersive biopic. Oh, it's so fucking boring, dude. Like, it was a real letdown. So I, let me retract my statement. There are a lot of shitty mafia movies out there. Gangster Squad is another one that I think Capone has a better... Uh, better critic score, Rotten Tomatoes score, and IMDb score than... Um, the John Travolta movie. I think Capone is also one, though, that it had a limited release. Because I didn't even know about it until it was released. I was like, wait a minute, what? And I, like, watched the trailer. And then I looked up, you know, the the production and all that. And it was like, yeah, this movie was straight to uh, digital. So it was on Voodoo, like, right away. And I was like, okay. I'm not going to pay for it. So I waited till it went to Crackle. <laughs> and then I watched it. I was like, I'm so glad I waited. The movie sucks. Because, you know, there's movies where you can't deny that it sucks. It's just yeah. not good. I have movies that I own that are like that. I bought them because I was like, five bucks, never seen it, let's watch it. Never going to watch it again. So it just sits there. Yeah, exactly. But there are some movies that I hate at first and then I grow to love. Napoleon Dynamite's one of them. Hated it at first. I fucking love it now. Watch me throw this football over the mountain. <laughs> Dude. It's one of the funniest movies ever. Or, like, Due Date is another one that I hated at first. It was the one with Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. But yeah. over time, it got funny as hell, and now I quote the whole thing. 
movies are like that. You got to watch them sometimes over and over to really catch the. Like horrible bosses, both of them were like that for me. Mm. Where the first time I watched, was like, they were dumb. I mean, I giggled, but it wasn't worth it. Now I watch them, just like, oh they're my fucking God. hilarious. Like yeah. when he goes into the. Um, the Sex Addicts Anonymous class. He thinks it's Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. He's like, I'm sometimes I'm taking two at once, just going to town. Everybody's like, oh my god. Everybody's like, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh. The second one was majorly disappointing because of the fact that you had Christoph Waltz and Chris Pine added to it. So you think it would be good? It was dull. It was kind of like, eh. I still enjoy it though. It's funny as hell. Especially because they brought Kevin Spacey back for a small role in it. That was cool. But the funniest scene in the first one to me was when a dude has a pe- that peanut reaction. He's allergic. And so he's out there stabbing him with yeah. it. <laughs> Charlie Day is hilarious. I don't care what anyone says. He makes movies funny. He made Pacific Rim 1 and 2 enjoyable for me. Because I don't like either of them. They're really not that great. He's also funny as hell in Fist Fight with Ice Cube. Did you ever see that one? I did, yeah. He made it enjoyable. I thought it was funny, but it was kind of dumb because Ice Cube is Ice Cube in every movie, so it's hard to judge him. But then Tracy Morgan, to me, is not funny. I don't know how you feel about him, but he's just not. It doesn't register with me like it does other people. Cop Out with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) That movie sucks. Another Tracy Morgan movie I absolutely hate is um oh wait i actually i don't remember the name of it but there is something with tracy morgan that we got to talk about when you were growing up as a kid did you ever watch the movie twins with schwarzenegger and danny devito um probably but i don't remember basically they were they're uh twins but they're not identical and they were part of a science experiment where the mother gave them up or whatever Danny DeVito's like a schmuck. He's a fucking felon. He's a drifter. He steals shit. Schwarzenegger was a Greek god born on a fucking island where they, like, make him muscular and healthy. And he's all charming and loving. And he's just stupid as shit, basically. But they find out they're brothers, and they go on this adventure to find their mom. For years, they've been talking about doing a second one. It's finally happening. It's going to be called Triplets. Tracy Morgan. Oh, I saw this. Brother, I was like, yeah. "Why'd you pick Tracy Morgan?" Originally, it was going to be Eddie Murphy, and I would have been fine with that. I have no problem with Eddie Murphy, and that makes more sense because Eddie Murphy's as old as those guys. Right, more, Tracy Morgan's like probably 40, 50. Those dudes have to be like sixty, seventy. So it's not going to make any sense unless they do some CGI, and it's got to be done good, like they did with The Irishman. Because if you watch that movie. They made Joe Pesci and De Niro and all of them. Damn, Tracy Morgan is 52 years old. God damn. Funniest thing he ever said to me was in Fist Fight. He's like, man, can you believe this shit? This is Charlie Day looks at him and he's like, can you believe this shit? I look like a fucking minion. And he has all that pain on him. Like, that was funny. But besides that, I don't get the appeal to Tracy Morgan. I don't think he's funny. It's arguable to say that how he says it is funny, which is how it is for Seth Rogen for me. Seth Rogen isn't funny. It's how he says. Yeah, shit. Danny DeVito is seventy six years old. How old is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Seventy four. And Stallone like seventy five or fucking almost seventy eight. Yeah, Stallone's freaking rough. I know, and he's starting to finally look bad. All those years of Botox made his face like. Fucking... And um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's losing it. He was like, "Screw your freedoms." <laughs> So yeah, the last time someone, the last time someone with that accent said "screw your freedoms," a whole bunch of Jews died. So I'm not touching that. <laughs> a whole bunch of Jews died. 
Well, the last time someone said this shit, they ended up paying a visit to a concentration camp. <laughs> they soaked up all that gas. <laughs> no, dude, a lot of celebrities are getting like that, and it's bothering me. Speaking of which, though, I don't know if I told you about it, but do you hear that child crying? There's right a now? child crying. There's a child crying outside our studio. I feel like we're in the Blair Witch Project right now. He's just a little fucking boy just wandering around. Hold on. That is so creepy. So now that we've solved the mystery of the crying kid. Yeah, I went to hop out of this van and help this small child, but I knew I couldn't hop out of a white a white panel van. <laughs> It'd be like, hey, kid, come with me. I'll help you find your dad. I was say the curtains are up and That's shit. how you go to jail. Parents are going to show up. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Dude, I'm so afraid to help kids in general because I feel from like that kid crying, that legit scared me. I was like, oh, no, he's lost. But one time I was in Walmart, and this kid fell off the little tricycle he was going to buy, and his mom, I think, like, left him there for a bit. And he's looking at me, and he's got his hand up. He's like, ah, help. And I was like, hands up in the air. I'm like, you okay? You good? I can't help you. I'm sorry. And so I started yelling, red alert, child on his own. <laughs> the mother finally shows up. She sees my hands in the air. She's like, is everything okay? And I was she like, automatically assumed you did something because mm-hmm. your hands were up. Yeah, and that's why. But I was just like, I didn't touch it. Look at the footage. I did not touch this child because if I would have done something, she would have been like, get your hands off my fucking kid. Rightfully so. When I see someone touch my kid, I freak out. She would walk in like, this brown man's touching my baby. Well, that's not going to help either. I'm brown. <laughs> They're going to be like, what are you doing to this little white child? Oh, what freaking movie is that where that little white girl comes up to the, um, comes up to the, oh, is it a Keegan Michael Key? Is it a Key and Peele sketch where the little girl's like, I can't find my mom. And like, they're like, they're two black guys and like close the close the thing close the thing close the thing <laughs> yeah. and it goes and as they're walking in they're like yo white girl on floor four don't go to floor four white girl <laughs> seriously though that's what it is especially as a parent I don't like when people touch my kid like if you ask me like hey can I interact with your child that's one thing but when you just like walk up start talking to them and then go you are so beautiful and they stroke their cheek and I'm like get away get away from my kid <laughs> Olivia knows better she's like uh uh-uh. uh Matter of fact, here's a funny story. One time I was teaching her about Stranger Danger and all that shit. And I was like, Olivia, what do you do when someone pulls up and says they want candy? She's like, Daddy, I yell and I run. And I was like, smart girl. And I was like, unless it's mommy, daddy, or someone you know, you don't get in their car. You don't do any of that shit. She's like, you're right, daddy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go buy one of those police irons. I'm going to put it on my helmet and I'm going to run around. And I was like, don't do that shit, dude. They're going to think you're stupid. Wee, wee, wee. Oh, no. Someone help this this little this this little special ed kid. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, dude, they're gonna zoo the helmet and make it noises. They're gonna be like, oh no, another one's lost. <laughs> that reminds me, when I went to that country concert with Chanel, there was a guy that showed up in his like little chair, and he was like, yeah, like he was definitely you know. But I was sitting there going, oh my God, where's his like guardian where's his handler? Where's his handler, yeah. And I was like. I was like, he's a grown ass man. And I was like, he's by himself. <laughs> His fucking battery just died. <laughs> who's going to help this man? I'm not, but like, who's going to help? And she's like, Tony, he's probably here because he's on his own. And I was like, no, he needs somebody to watch him. <laughs> but that just goes to show that I'm an asshole because I've seen people that are mentally challenged, like working full time jobs and they're talking about drinking. And I'm like, you can't drink. But they can because they're like 40. It's such a gray area. It's like, ah. it is kind of weird when you see like a. Of mentally deficient individual, yeah. um, drinking booze. You're like, what are you doing, bro? So like, 
what happens? You get more retarded? Do you get all smarter? <laughs> I don't understand. When I was in high school, I had a buddy that had a brother who had Down syndrome. But his brother was like 30. And my buddy's like 15, 16. But he has to watch his brother because his brother does shit. You know, he's, he doesn't know any better. He's downy soft. He's downy soft. But this guy has a fucking ID, so he goes and buys alcohol to drink with us. <laughs> but we're trying to lecture him about why he can't drink, but we're underage <laughs> drinking. And he gets drunk as hell, and so we're really watching him like, shit, party's over. And he sneaks off. He takes somebody's bong and rips it. And we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and later on, we're like, hey, bro, you good? And he was like, oh, hi, shit. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. And I was like, nah, dude, your mom's going to kill us. <laughs> Mom came home, and she's pissed, dude, seeing red. She's like, why'd you guys let him drink? And we're like, he's a grown-ass man. He can go buy his own drinks. That's what he did. And so then she accused us of using him to get alcohol. We're like, nah, dude, we already got this from somebody else. <laughs> we used another person. Fuck, man. That's so... St- it's weird because you don't want to be that asshole. It's like, hi, little guy. That's so demeaning, I think, yeah. to talk to them like that. But but if you don't talk to them, they sit in the corner the whole time and then complain to their girlfriend that you didn't talk to them the whole time. Right, dude. There comes a point where you got to meet <laughs> people. People in wheelchairs, I have sympathy mm-hmm. for until they're assholes. And I'm like, yeah, that's why you ain't got legs. You're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> don't make time, me take you to a steep ramp. Well, one time this guy was being a prick and he was in a wheelchair and he's yelling at everyone. He calls Chanel a fat ass. And I looked at him like, you better apologize to my wife. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck you. And he's trying to get the door. And I'm like, here, asshole. And I held the door for him. And he's like, I am disabled. I'm handicapped, not fucking retarded. And I was like, well, fuck you. And I let the door close on his ass, dude. And he flew back a little bit. Everybody was looking at me like I was a piece of shit. And I was like, that guy's an asshole. Fuck him. He had it coming. And he wasn't just disabled, dude. He was missing legs. There were nubs. I'm this is an Ar- Afghanistan yeah. veteran who blew his legs off in the fight for freedom or something. Oh, dude, now you're was, an asshole. He was drunk and he stunk like piss. He's like, no, I didn't go to Afghanistan. I just ate too many Twinkies, got diabetes. I go to apologize to him. I lost shit. my knees. Like, I'm sorry, buddy. You okay? Yeah, just all those years in the war. I'm like, oh, what war were you in? The war on. He's like, you know damn well which war, boy. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he probably would have freaked out on me like. You son of a bitch. I was in Nam. I'm like, oh, man, you saw oxygen. No, it was during Nam. <laughs> like, oh, I just went to, Viet- I went to Vietnam three week- three months ago and <laughs> got ran over by a trolley car. That would suck. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, when Chanel had to be in the wheelchair, dude, it, like, broke my heart. But she also displayed emotion of I don't like people feeling sorry for me just because I can't move around. Right. So it would make her mad if I tried to do stuff for her. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do because if I just leave her here, I feel like a shithead. But when I do something, she gets upset or she'll burst into tears like I, I shouldn't be like this. I'm like, I, I know, but it's a situation that we don't have control over right now. That's where I feel sorry, but I'm also like, you don't want to be a demeaning ass person. But again, if you're an asshole to me, I'm going to close that door on you on your wheelchair. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what's funny? That when you go to a hospital and they're like, is everything okay? They're like, oh, I can't breathe. Get him a wheelchair. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. I can go to the back right away. <laughs> I should just start saying my heart hurts all the time. <laughs> like, something's wrong with my chest. I get back there. So I've been sick for days. <laughs> I did that one time. They got so mad at me because what had happened was is my chest started getting heavy. I knew I was getting sick and I just needed steroids for my lungs because my asthma. It's like the same song and dance every time. I knew that was the case. But they were, like, full. There was, like, a two-hour wait. And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, no, my chest is heavy. They rushed me back there. They were so mad at me. How else do you do it, though? I was like, I'm not waiting here. 
two hours. The second they put your name in that database and you leave, they can flag you. And then if you go to another hospital, they throw a fit about it. It's happened to me before, especially in the Twilight Zone or Denver Health. I call it the Twilight Zone. You ever been to Denver Health? No. It sucks, dude. Don't go. Like, I only went because with uh, when I had Medicaid, unfortunately, I got free dental insurance, basically. So I had to go. Otherwise, I was going to be paying like 500 bucks just to get something with a tooth. So I'd go there. And it got me thinking, maybe I should just start coming here if I have any medical emergencies. So I started doing that. It's literally like waiting in a room full of drug addicts and rejects, dude. Like, <laughs> all homeless people looking for a place to sleep. One will be, like, doing this with his arm. And then the other one's screaming, help, help, drugs. And then there's another one snorting. Marijuana. Drugs. Oh, dude, the funniest thing I ever saw at Denver Health, though, is this guy was sleeping. Mouth open, snoring. He had drool coming down. He's like. <laughs> I was sitting there like dying, dude. I was like, he's about to choke. And I knew it was going to happen. He was like, oh, oh. Then he went right back to sleep. <laughs> it's like he didn't learn his lesson the first time. I have like these dreams that happen where I'm like choking on my spit and I have to cough, but I can't. And then I wake up because I'm actually choking on spit. Have you ever had that shit happen to you? It sucks. Dude, you go, <laughs> you're trying to cough it up, but it's stuck. <laughs> In a dream, it sucks, dude. It feels like someone's strangling you. I've had dreams like that. Like, my dad's like, come here, little fucker. And he's got me. I'm like, Dad, stop. <laughs> then I wake up. I'm like, Whew. speaking of which, I'm getting a sleep apnea machine, a CPAP, finally. Because they did that test, and they're like, dude, you died like eight times. <laughs> like, And it wasn't a joke because I had told them, like, I know what happens, man. I die all the time. I'll be sleeping, and I'll be like, <laughs> I'm <gonna> get revived. <laughs> and she, I was like, you were turning blue. And I'm like, man, I thought I slept great, but I guess not. And then I started tracking my sleep with a Fitbit. And I was like, this fucking thing says I only got three hours of sleep. I know I slept for like eight. And she's like, no, dude, you stop breathing and shit. And detects all that. It's called a light sleep or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I did the test, they were like, they woke me up like two hours after I was sleeping. They're like, hey, we're going to go ahead and put a machine on you. You're like, not breathing. <laughs> Man, it's, we're in two minutes. We're in two hours. It's already so bad that we just can't deal with it. Yeah, dude, they were all concerned. So they put the mask on me and told me to sleep on my back. And I was like, I can't sleep on my back. But the second they put that mask on, dude, I fell asleep for like five, six hours straight. Didn't move. It was amazing. I felt rested. And I was like, yep, I need that machine. But then they were like, should we put them on oxygen too? And I was like, nah. Please trying, don't. To, trying to avoid it. But they were like, we may have to. And I was like, so then I go to my doctor. He's like, you don't need oxygen, dude. You have asthma. That's different. Like, that's a totally different thing. He gets me this machine, and I'm waiting for it still. Because believe it or not, these places that order it for you, regardless of what insurance you have, they want to know if you've had your vaccine. Hmm. I guess what I haven't had yet. So <laughs> waiting on that. Now I have to get it because, as I mentioned before, they were twisting my arm at work. The issue was when I lost my wallet, I had no ID. My oh, ID yeah. came in the mail, like, yesterday. So I have to do it now. I'm like... Son of a bitch. Probably going to do the vaccine and a flu shot at the same time. Because I was told by the Walmart rep, dude, that you can't get the flu shot and then that. You have to get the flu shot, wait a few weeks, and then get it. Unless you get it together. Which made no sense to me, but I was like, whatever. I'm just going to get it all done. You get the flu and COVID at the same time. <laughs> then I'll die. <laughs> like, yeah, COVID sucks. Well, you already got COVID, so you don't have to worry about getting it. Right, that's the thing, man. I was like, I've heard so many stories, as we mentioned before, about like how your antibodies are almost stronger than the vaccine. Yeah, your natural immunity is better than vaccine immunity. Isn't it crazy how we can't even talk about how 
the immune system works. That's what we've gotten to. It's to the point where you can't even talk about the immune system. That's what it was for. And it, and I think the biggest issue is it's so hard to prove that you've had COVID before. Yeah, no so shit. So that's what a lot of people are worried about. It's like, oh, people just say they had COVID just to not that have to too. take it. Right. That or they do the religious exemptions, which I tried. And when I presented it to the company I work for, they had just said, you know, we, we can't fire you, obviously. This makes a lot of sense that you're right. But we're telling you right now we will cut your pay and we'll move you to another location. So it was an ultimatum. Of- oh, yeah. They, they're not playing. Everyone's experiencing it. I got friends that are trying to do the religious exemption, and they're getting fired for something else. Attendance, or, yeah, dude. Yeah, I have, a, I have a friend who's in, um, who's a teacher in public school, and he he's using his um, religious exemption, but he's tenured, so they can't fire him. Right, when you're a valued employee. Like, I wish it was like that for me because I've been there for almost seven years now, but that's not long enough to be tenured. Right. It is in the sense that I have more, uh, I have more leeway. Like I can get, a, I can get away with calling off a lot and shit. Like I can't get fired. My right. boss will try it, but the company will be like, no, he's a. I'm a. My title is still an administrator, basically. So they're like, you can't get rid of him. Like he's an important asset. Because we, you get rid of him, and I, your boss also knows that if he gets rid of you, then his workload doubles. Well, and he's told me before. I don't want to get rid of anybody because I can't afford it right now. It costs money to train somebody. Yeah. And nobody's applying because they're getting all that free money. Which I'm not going to lie, I've thought about doing it. In the past, my dad was telling me how much he was making. He was making like 200 more than me just to sit at home. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I had buddies that were double dipping. They were getting that and doing Uber. And I was like, you guys are some serious assholes. I don't get has pay, nothing. I just have to go to work. The good thing was, is we were dropping, like, flies, so I got overtime a lot. Like, I was working weekends, I was working double shifts, I had all this extra time, and I had all this extra money, but you couldn't do anything. Yeah, my, um, I would, I got lucky that the census was the same time, so. Yeah. I lost all my contracts, um, for my consulting company, but the census came up, and I was able to pay my bills by working for the census. Yeah, like, you still got lucky, which is good. See, that's the way I look at it. I may bitch about it, but I'm like, dude, at least I had a job. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people didn't. A lot of people literally lost their job with no choice. No say in it. And the crazy part, come tax time, we get tax returns. They're going to owe they're, a yeah, bunch of money. Gonna, that's what's going to happen. Like, I'm worried about these child tax credits. I'm worried that it's going to come out of something later. You know what I'm saying? My child's future, for sure. <laughs> but well, that money comes from somewhere. Well, those child tax credits are... You're getting them paid out to you instead of in one lump sum. Which is nice. At your uh, at the at tax time, you're getting them over the course of the time. I don't know if I should say this on the show, but the government fucked up on the last one. I'll keep it quiet just in case this gets brought up again. <laughs> um, let's just say. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> but um, it's helping. I ain't gonna lie to you about that. Like. We've had weeks where we're just not getting shit. Like, right. my checks are all going to rent. And then we're going through the stuff I mentioned to you before. So we don't have a lot of stability right now until that comes in. Then it's like, oh, room to breathe. Gas is outrageous right now, too. Dude, I'm spending like 60 bucks a week. stupid. And like, I drive a living room, so. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you drive your house, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you there. He's probably like... I think I'm just not going to work today. That's that's how bad it is with gas. I'm excited when I know I don't have to go anywhere. But I'm um, 
But I'm, I'm also making enough money at work that's making that's worth it. Right. Plus, this van gets like 12 miles per gallon. Right. Like, if you do the math with your job, you could afford to live on your own. You'd probably suffer, though. It would suck. Yeah, but like, I you're could do it. Suffer. Like, I was doing the math with mine. Believe it or not, with just mine, I could afford $1,500 at a, at a shitty apartment. Yeah. But you know what that means? 900 bucks to myself for the month. Gas. Groceries. Like, that's not anything. We couldn't live. Insurance and mm-hmm. cell phone and internet and... Oh, dude, I'm so grateful that I own our vehicle. This is the first vehicle we bought outright. And I love that because I don't owe anything on it. Yeah. The insurance is like 100-something. And there's so much less stress on if you own the vehicle. Oh, yeah. Because if if something goes wrong with a vehicle you own, you can sell it for 1000 bucks mm-hmm. and be Call done with it. Yeah. But if you own, like, a, if you are paying payments on a vehicle and something goes wrong with it, you either pay the money to get it fixed or you're just throwing money in a garbage can. Well, dude, it makes me, ironically, it makes me take it more seriously. When I was doing, like, leasing cars, I didn't take them seriously. I'd run them into the dirt and now it's on my credit. So that's going to come back to bite me in the ass eventually. With this car, because I know it's mine, I'm like, dude, I want to take care of it. Like, this is yeah. my car. I want it to run. And I'm going to make it run at least another two years, one year, whatever I got on it. I'm actually considering, once we get a newer vehicle, I'm considering putting a new engine on it. Because I was reading, how can I extend the mileage? Like, you just rebuild it, basically, a new engine. It's expensive. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't put a new engine in that no. vehicle. Just get a new car? Yeah, because that ru- that frame's going to rust out from underneath you before that, new- before that engine that's in there goes away. You'll be putting. I think new, you're probably right because this... you'll be putting new like um, freaking suspension and stuff on that things that rusted through before oh, yeah. that engine because you've got that little six banger um, Ford EcoBoost in there. Those things are freaking awesome. Not to mention though, the uh, after my converter was stolen, the guys that put it back on, I think that they didn't tighten it or whatever because it rattles again, and I'm like, oh, the rust is getting to it, or they didn't do it right. And then I saw some of the rust on the fucking, like, where the axle and all that is. And I was like, yo, this car is going to fall apart. Dude, that, that, that axle is just surface rust. You're fine there. Oh, okay. But right. there, there, there is some rust on one of your upper control arms on the front. Oh, God. That I have, like, continuously sprayed and treated because I didn't want... It, it, it's not, if it breaks, you're going to hear, <laughs> as you're driving, but you'll yeah. die. Oh, good. That was my fear is we're going <laughs> to fall right through the car. No, like, no, no. Or, like, I know that I would not let. I would fucked. not. I would not let you drive a car that would have you fall through the floor. Remember I told you, I was like, yo, I'm a big guy. I'm almost, like, 400 pounds. I'm working on it, losing weight. I'm doing great. But I'm still a big guy. When I get in the car, I hear the crunch. From oh, yeah. The, it, it, they're old. Yeah, they rot this, this van hat, or this um little vehicle, this little SUV they have has, like, really cheap old old like original shocks and this oh, yeah this vehicle is probably what it's 2006 2007 2007 but it's still old. so so it's goddamn 10 11 12 13 years old yeah it's that's considerably old in a vehicle yeah um, so it runs the shocks fine, are the, the engine's <laughs> great the transmission's great the drivetrain's great the important stuff is great right there's just some small cosmetic things here and there and there's some small it's like this van this van, the engine, the transmission, the drivetrain, the axles, 
phenomenal. Right, but I've got two rest. Things. I got two rest holes, and uh, the heat and the air conditioner is to work. Right, it's all shit I've noticed. You can patch it up till it breaks again, basically, and that's what we're gonna do because we want a newer vehicle. Eventually, my fear with new vehicles though is that's a life purchase, like thirty thousand dollars for a cheap ass vehicle. That's like no. I think it'd be more than that, but... Well, you can get an early 2010s um, v, um, little SUV. Like You can get an early 2010s Ford Escape for like ten, five, six grand now. Right, and I'd rather do that than getting into a 30000 deal or yeah. more. Like, a friend of ours bought a fucking car that was taken from him. Yeah, that's like over $100,000, dude. Like, yeah. that's a life payment, and I'm like, I'm not willing to make that. Because you're going to pay it off for the rest of your life. I'd rather do that on a house. Yeah, not a car. I'd rather literally buy used cars, use them for a couple of years, get a new one. I've got yeah. no problem with that. And if you do the research right, yeah. and you take care of it, and you change your oil when you're supposed to, you change your transmission fluid when you're I supposed pay you to. Do that again soon. Actually, we got to get the oil done on that shit. Yeah, you again. definitely need to get the oil changed on that here soon. And the fluid, we got to redo. All um, of you keep your fluids up to date, and you rotate your tires, and you make sure the alignment's right, and you you take care of these vehicles. I drive the last longer a a thirty year old t- van. Damn, this one is pretty old, huh? Nineteen ninety. The other one. This one's thirty. The other one is thirty four. Okay, so in the in the same range, yeah, but like. Yeah take care of them but if you take care of them the thing with this van is it only has 120,000 miles on it that's yeah I stole this van from that dude yeah I was gonna say that's actually a good deal because the average so what would this van be over at what would when it's done with mileage with like 300,000 the 300,000s okay so now you got a great fucking so I've still got like 50% of the life on the engine right like our vehicle it's like at 203,000 but I'm pretty sure there's still like Another 100,000 miles left on it. If you take care of it, you can get easily another 100,000 miles out of that engine. Right. The transmission, we'll see about. But Now, transmissions, I've heard, are a nightmare, price-wise. Yeah. um, Usually, you can just pull old ones and bolt them in for cheaper. I'm going to have to go to. There was a place, I don't know if it's still there. It was in Commerce City. It was a junkyard. It's called Sidewinder or something Yeah, the Sidewinder's still there. That's awesome, dude. I would never go there, though. No, really? I no. used to do it all the time as a kid. It's all a bunch of freaking crap. Stolen car parts. I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, probably. <laughs> it's all like shit. I like LKQ, which is a um, scrapyard. Yeah. That's where I got the seat. Right. And that's what I used to as a kid. My parents would go find shit with their car. I would go find shit just for fun. But they got a great deal on it. Granted, you got to dig through all that shit. Yeah, like you got to find the right but car It took parts. me an hour to pull the seat out. Because the bolts were rusted to the floor. Um, so, yeah. yeah okay. And so, so I come in, and these two people try to get the seat out. They just couldn't. I watched them do it for 15 minutes. They couldn't do it. They couldn't get out. They were smart enough for, like, they didn't know they what they were doing. smart enough. <laughs> so, I get under there, and I put my... And I also have, like, a $500 ratchet set. Right. Um, that was gifted to me. I'm very lucky and blessed and whatever. But I get underneath there, and I try to turn these bolts and stuck. So I went and pulled the exhaust pipe off another car, slid it onto there, and was literally had the exhaust pipe out the back of the van and was walking this bolt, ching, walking, ching, walking, ching, slowly and slowly that bolt just 
Right, and then it started slow. You're like, fuck, this is going to be like a half hour job. And I finally got, they got the two front bolts out, but they couldn't get the two back bolts out. Ah, shit. And so I got the two back bolts out and was carrying out, and I walked out there, and they were sitting in their, they were sitting in their freaking, like, Vandora, and they saw me carrying out, and the guy was like, all upset. God damn. I was like, I did it! It's mine, mother trucker. Like I told you, it's actually pretty nice. See, you got a good deal on this because it's not all dirty or rusted. That's yeah, awesome. It's got some. It's got some um, stains up here. Yeah, those are my fault because I dropped the seat right. in an oil puddle. Well, that's nothing too. Because like, think of it like so. My car, you've seen the stains on them. I'm like, those are just seats that aren't like necessarily dirty, but they got stains on them. And I was like, I can live with that. Yeah, I don't care. If they had holes and shit was coming out, that's probably gonna have to talk about that. But. As far as that goes, I'm pretty blessed. I'm like, fuck yeah, we got a good deal. Yeah, and this this seat is a trifold. It folds out into a full size bed. Oh yeah, I see that. Can sleep cool. three. Fuck yeah. Dude, when we were camping, before we close this one story, when we were camping, when we went up to Canela Pass too, I tried, <laughs> it was so hard to sleep in my car. Like we put those seats out, I thought I would fit back there. It was to the point where my fucking feet were up on top of the front seats. Like <laughs> I'm that tall, dude. I was like. This is gonna be so uncomfortable. <laughs> How this is gonna work? Yeah, that's why I love the van. Um, oh yeah, dude, you got plenty of room. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get another seat that'll fold down into a twin size bed yeah. and put it right there. So anytime I want to go camping, I can sleep me and somebody else, and then somebody else. Right, which is that's pretty cool. Or me and a couple. Or something. I don't think of all the shit you can put in here. So you can literally do a countertop in here, potentially. Or, like, um, are you going to do solar panels again or no? Yeah, I'm going to do solar panels. Like, that, I have a battery pack. It's 500 amp hours. Let's right. plug whatever the hell I want into it. Um, I'm going to mount a TV, and I'll put my Xbox One in here when I buy my Xbox Series X. And Damn, how much did you get? How much did you pay for that? 400 bucks. That's actually really good. I'm not, I want something like that for emergencies for our fucking house. Well, right now, I got all those ones for the apartment, but I'm like, yeah. dude, it'll be good right? for an emergency. I can plug that into solar panels and charge it i could plug it into the cigarette lighter and yeah. while i drive it charges it or i can plug it into an ac outlet inside the house and it will charge the battery how long is the battery life on it though like how um, long can it last you at if i could run this fan for 17 hours it says see and that's good because those ones i got they're good for like i think a day and um it can charge my phone from nothing all the way up i think it said 82 times. See, that's a recharge. Good. Does it charge pretty fast or is it one? The charge is really fast. Because, like, my my battery pack charges this phone pretty fast, but if you're playing with the phone and shit, it's going to slow it down, like, drastically. But, uh, shit, before we get into personal talk, <clears throat> guess we'll just call it there. Um, shit, thanks guys for listening. We will be back with you on Friday's episode, no longer the Friday show, in case you didn't know. I am Tony. This is my homie Austin. Austin, buddy. I'll see you on Friday.